Hello, good evening, everybody. My name is David, and this is my podcast, Geeks Labyrinth. Welcome. So, sorry for the wait. I know I posted it, posted like a few days ago that I was going to post the new episode, the first episode, sometime that weekend. My apologies. I was caught up in finding all this stuff, learning all this stuff that I didn't know. Some of it I knew, some of it I didn't. Quite interesting, at least to me, hopefully to you too. So, first episode is going around the one thing I love the most, Disneyland. And if you don't know me, well, I love Disneyland more than anything. I have an annual pass, so I go quite often, not not much recently, but I still go nonetheless. That's why I have it for. I've been going to Disneyland for years. I can definitively say I've been over to I've been over to Disneyland over 100 times, even more than that. Me and my family have been going for years. Uh, my sister and I have passes. We go every so often. We go whenever we get the chance to. People say, what about you burning out? Or don't you get tired of it? Isn't it childish? No, not at all. Don't get tired of it. I love every time I go. It's always a magical time to go. It's just always the best, especially when you're going with family. It's just so much. It's just amazing. But to each their own. My family and I, we've been to Disneyland so often. We've been there through all the holidays, Halloween, Christmas, Easter. We've even been there during the 50th and 60th anniversary. We've been there when the castle's all lit up in diamonds. We've been there when it's all gold. It's just a spectacular time to be there at any given point. We are a Disney family. We love it to death. We'll go any chance we get. It's We just don't get enough of it. It's just fantastic. It's beautiful. We enjoy ourselves every time we go. The point of this episode is to delve deeper into what Disneyland is and what it ha- and how it came to be. So the first part of this episode, so what we're going to start with is how Disneyland came to be. As you all know, the founder and creator of Disneyland is Walt Disney. Walt had an idea of creating a theme park. Not an amusement park, a theme park. A theme park has a structure to it, has an overall layer to it where you're it's organized to where you're gonna go unlike an amusement park where it is just essentially just chaos rides here rides there and you can do whatever you want essentially what we're what Walt was trying to do is not do that for example Six Flags is an amusement park I guess you can go on to say Universal is as well Universal has no Universal is a th- is a an amusement park as well. There is no cohesiveness, cohesiveness amongst their rides, amongst their areas that they have. There's rides here, there's rides there. There's nothing really there that in, intertwines everything to one another. There's not. There's nothing that puts each little area into one another. A theme park such as Disneyland has that story, has a cohesiveness, has that story driving behind it that you can go from one place to another to another, and you're completely fine. You know what you're going to do and what you're where you're at. Walt Disney built Disneyland so that adults as well as children can enjoy it. The idea sprung from him taking his daughters out to the merry-go-round uh, every weekend when they would go to ice cream as well. And he thought, why can't adults have fun as well? So from there on out, Walt Disney's idea 
of an of a theme park was born to build Disneyland. Walt Disney needed capital to do so. At the end of all of it, the to build a park it cost about seventeen million dollars to do so. Walt needed a way to raise the money to build Disneyland to build his dream. He used different ways to make the game to garner that money. What he used to finance it was his major deal, the biggest sponsor, the biggest backer of Disneyland. He sold it. He sold that idea, not the idea of Disneyland, but the idea of a show to help back it to the floundering ABC studio at that time. At that time, ABC Studios is a network that today we know it is owned by the Walt Disney Company. ABC at that time wasn't doing very well, and it needed more shows on a, on a Sunday basis to kick up the ratings. So Disney gave him the idea of, why don't I make a show for you, and you back my my project, and you have and the viewers can see how I progress, how we progress in making this great and beautiful land that they can come visit once I am done with it. And ABC took the idea and pretty much ran with it. And the TV show that it came to be was called The Wonderful World of Disney. It had many, many names throughout its 29 seasons. Yes, that show ran 29 seasons. He also took out his life insurance policy to pay for it. From that, to build this park, his life insurance. He was worth a lot at that time because he already had built up an, a small empire at that point with Mickey, with his animation studios uh, and his movies and his cartoons. So he took out that life insurance policy. He took out that loan to help build Disneyland and to help make sure that he and his family get the rights to Disneyland. He created multiple little companies to make sure that they it would stay within the family and wouldn't be picked off by any other interested company or any companies that might want to pick it apart and take over it. And one of the companies that he created was known as Wet Enterprises, which stands for Walter Elias Disney Enterprises. One of the other companies that he created was Buena Vista Film Distribution Company, Inc., to help distribute his own films instead of going through a different party. That was his, so he can keep the rights and keep all the money to help build that. He literally built, made all these little companies so that he can so that he can keep the money that he made from there and put it into the park. And Walt was, very, was known for this. Whenever he made money, he didn't keep it. He put that money into the park. When he built the park, he also used sponsored shops. So the shops that you'll see on Main Street were once rented out to other companies so that he can bring in the revenue to put funding into the park. There used to be a pharmacy, intimate garments shop. Even They even sold cigarettes at one point. That's why you, you see the Indian statues in front of Main Street Cinema today. Because that used to be their logo. It used to be their symbol saying, this is where you can come and buy cigarettes. So Walt used the wonderful world of Disney to showcase all the attractions and all the entertainment that will be displayed at Disneyland at that time. So you got to see the start of many famous attractions that we see today and love so much to go to, such as the Tiki Room, the Haunted Mansion, 
Pirates of the Caribbean. These are all showed and displayed on that show. Walt was going to build Disneyland in a plot of land that was in front of his animation studios in Burbank. But he came to a realization that that plot of land was not going to be enough for his massive dream. So he had people go out through all of Southern California to find a land big enough that he would be able to build Disneyland upon. What they came upon was a 160-acre orange grove in quiet little Anaheim, California. This was meant to be the chosen spot for Disneyland. It was an original orange grove. He bought it in 1953. He had the idea for the wonderful world of Disney, and he sold that idea to ABC so he can fund Disneyland. An interesting fact about this orange grove is that one of the people who was put in charge and uh, to remove all the trees from the land was actually colorblind. Tagging trees, indicating which ones are going to be staying, which ones are going to be going, no one thought to ask, hey, can you see these tags? No one thought about this at all. Maybe something he should have brought up was like, hey, I can't see these tags. I'm colorblind. That would have helped tremendously. But he just went on taking out trees along the way, all the way he went. And he was like, over the river and through the woods, I'm going to pull the zoo. And not telling anybody that he was colorblind. And they had to go find plants all throughout Southern California so they could replant all of Disneyland again. Little by little, obviously, got constructed. The construction started in July 16th, 1954. Walt said I want this park built in a year so come hella high water mechanical issues or not Walt had his park built a year and a day later Disneyland was born July 17th 1955 and to help promote Disneyland Disney used TV radio or any manner of media he could to bring in the crowds or draw up interest in his park he gave tickets to the people who worked on Disneyland, if special guests, a lot of celebrities. He did this to, especially for the people who constructed Disneyland, to thank them for their hard work and dedication in creating his dream. And it's obvious today, as it was back then, that a lot of tickets that were handed out were made forgeries of, to, and that allowed a shit ton of people to come into Disneyland opening day, flooding the gates. It was more than expected, more than the park could handle at that time. Especially, and one of the main things when ha when it, when the park first opened was the budgets. So Walt Disney had to decide at one point whether to one build bathrooms or two build water fountains. One or the two, he couldn't have both. He had to choose one, and obviously he chose the former. And Walt said, people can drink water anytime, but they can't piss in the streets. Or something of the same. So he chose to build bathrooms. And because he did so, people accused him of pushing coke to the people who went there that opening day to buy. Because there's no water fountains. Well, you can say what you will, but I'd rather have people in bathrooms than pissing in the streets. During opening day, they, there were a lot of problems. There were a lot of issues. One of the big issues was the fact that 
the asphalt that was put in day of morning of what had not dried it was still wet or it was still drying at that point but it couldn't it couldn't completely dry by op by opening time because of how hot it was it was according to the index at that at that time it was one of the hottest days ever recorded in california women were walking on this newly newly asphalted ground with their heels sinking into him that amongst other things such as the broadcasting there were over 22 cameras televising the whole thing live at that time that day was such a disaster people were tripping over wires from the cameras people were losing microphones people were talking while on air it was an overall disaster from a media point of view it was such a disaster that it was dubbed black sunday from my point of view, it was such a beautiful disaster. If you ever go watch the recordings of opening day Disneyland, you can just see all the mess. And it was just great watching it all. So I highly do suggest you go see. One of the messes was Bob Cummings. He, uh, the camera panned over to him. And he was caught kissing a dancer live on TV. And at one point, Ark Linkletter was passing coverage over to Bob Cummings, who was on a pirate ship at that time. But Bob was not ready for the coverage at all. And he tried to pass that coverage back onto Ark Linkletter. Or poor Linkletter. He lost his microphone and he was looking for it frantically. So Bob Cummings, the only thing he could do at that time, and essentially just gave a play-by-play -play of what Linkletter was doing, trying to find his microphone. At one point, Walt was giving his dedication speech and the cam person off camera was starting to say something to him. Walt stopped thinking that that was a signal. When he came to the realization that, it was, that he was still on air, he apologizes and I thought I got a signal and started the, and started the dedication speech all over again. And for those who don't know the speech, it goes like this. And I apologize for not doing it justice. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. This land is your land. Here age relives fond memories of the past, and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. This land is dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and the hard facts that have created America. With the hope that it will be the source of joy and inspiration to all the world. For those who don't know, Walt Disney created Disneyland as a show. He wanted to be run as a show. And here's some of the lingo or jargon that gets used around Disney quite often. Customers are guests. If you hear someone say CM or cast member, that's one of the employees. Uh, instead of a foreman, they have leads. Crowds are audiences. Rides are adventures. If you're at work, you're on stage or backstage. Uniforms are costumes and positions are roles. So see, these are some of the things that Walt Disney made so that his dream, Disneyland, can run smoothly as possible. So that the guests who enter his park are not distracted by any outside forces, that excluding any flying 
transportation. So Disneyland was built with a berm around it, so that way you can't see the outside world, and you can't you won't be distracted by it. And that's why there's no buildings around it that are built taller than Disneyland, because that's in the contract with the city of Anaheim. Oh, I did forget a couple things. The Wonderful World of Disney, Dr. Ludwig von Drake, was the first cartoon character made for TV, for at least that TV show. If you don't know him, look him up. The original Parent Trap, you know what the song, Let's Get Together, yeah, 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 was also played on that show. Hmm. That seems to be all the information I have. Well, folks, as sad as this is, we've reached the end of the line. This is my first episode of my podcast. Again, my name is David, and you've exited the Geek's Labyrinth. Till next time, friends. Ta-ta for now. Ta-ta for now.